It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am your gracious and humble host, Eric G. Thanking you so much for making us a part of your day. Welcome to another episode of the Locked On Thunder podcast. Coming up on today's show, I'll tell you why it's long overdue for a change in Oklahoma City. Billy Donovan needs to go. I have my reasons. I will give you those. We will hear from Dennis Schroeder. We will hear from Sam Presti. And we'll discuss. And you may disagree with me on that. And it took me a long time to get here. But now I'm firmly thinking, firmly entrenched. And there must be a change if the Thunder are going to move forward. Also, we will hear from Isaiah Thomas today. And he will tell us if he thinks Russell Westbrook's a championship player. I'll tell you whether or not I agree or disagree with that assessment, and I'll tell you what really needs to change around Russell Westbrook if he's going to have the opportunity to win a championship. Plus, we will hear from Sam Presti, and Sam Presti has used a couple of words to describe this season. They've been capability and inconsistency. Well, I've got another word that describes this season, and I'll tell you what that is in our third segment. My name's Eric G. I work for 1340 The Game in Oklahoma City, Oklahoma. I also host a website called Thunder Maven, which you can find at basketballmaven.io slash thunder. And that's part of maven.io. And if you like this podcast, which I'm hoping you do if you're listening to it, then download the Himalaya app to your phone. And then when you get into your car, tell your smart device to play the Locked on Thunder podcast. Sam Presti needs to pull the trigger and fire Billy Donovan. It's just that simple. To allow Billy Donovan to coach an extra year would be doing a disservice to the organization and the players, and most importantly, it would be doing a disservice to the fan because under Billy Donovan's rule, you are not going to go from a team that perennially gets bounced in the first round of the playoffs to a team that's able to make deep runs in the playoffs. And the reason I say that is because Billy Donovan does not have confidence in what he's doing. Why would I say that? Well, I would say that because of what Dennis Schroeder had to say in his exit interview. Anybody else? Dennis, you mentioned that Billy listens to his players, and that's something we've heard from several of your teammates. How rare is that, and and what does that do? How does that change things for a team? I mean, it can go either way, um, to be honest. I never had that before. I've been with Coach Budenholzer in uh, Atlanta, and he got a strong opinion about what he want to do. And, I mean, I got used to it because, you know, I'm... Uh, in the, I wasn't in the NBA before, so uh, my first year started with him, and he got a strong belief um, in the San Antonio kind of system, and um, he's a good coach, you know, and uh, I like that he keeps everyone accountable, and, like, um, he got his own way. Um, Billy is kind of rare. I never, I never had it before, and it's, it can go either way, I think, you know, and it goes too much and you listen too much to the players, then it can go go bad as well. So 
but like I said, me and him had good conversations, and um, I mean, I never tried to, you know, change anything. So uh, we had never no no issues. So um, so uh, I mean, he'd been great with me, and um, that's all I can say. What Dennis Schroeder just told you there was that Billy Donovan is not the alpha male in the Oklahoma City locker room. And is there any doubt that it's Russell Westbrook? He's got the strongest personality, longest contract. Billy Donovan, or not Billy Donovan, but Sam Presti with what he said the other day about listening to Russ and him being smart tells me that everything goes through Russ. And if Russ doesn't want to do anything, he doesn't have to. And if something needs Russ's seal of approval before the Thunder are going to do it, even if everybody thinks it's a great idea, then Russ most definitely has to give his blessing. And there's nothing wrong with listening to players. Look, you've got to be a manager of personalities in the NBA. That is the only way you succeed in this league. But you also have to know that you've got to be one of the strongest personalities in the room, especially if you're being run like Oklahoma City, where Raymond Felton, Paul George, and Russ, all three have voices, you need to be that fourth and final voice. At, its, at some point, the buck has to stop with you. And think about Golden State for a second. Yes, Kevin certainly is going to have his say. We know Steph does. We know Draymond does. I'm sure Clay Thompson does. But then there's Steve Kerr. And there's enough respect for Steve Kerr from his time as a player, playing on those championship teams with the Chicago Bulls and his time in San Antonio, and proving his worth as a coach, that if Steve Kerr is going to tell these guys something, they're going to listen. They may spar on the sidelines, but ultimately, they will come back and give him the respect that he deserves and do it his way when he makes a strong enough point that it needs to be done. And that's the type of guy Oklahoma City needs. So who can you go out and get? Well, Monty Williams is off the board. He's already taken the Phoenix job. Jason Kidd is still out there, doesn't do a whole lot of good for me, and the only other guy I can think of that fits that description, and if you're not again, and I'm a big Darvin Ham fan, Darvin Ham fan and I don't see that happening, it becomes a guy like Mark Jackson, and that's a guy that Russell Westbrook is going to listen to. The problem with the Thunder, though, is that you've never had a strong personality as a head coach. Not P.J. Carlissimo, well, he wasn't here long enough to really have a strong personality, and um, then you've got, well, I guess, I guess you know what, PJ did have a strong personality, but it was to the point where it rubbed the players wrong, and Sam Presti felt like he had to make a move, insert Scott Brooks, and then from Scott Brooks, you go to Billy Donovan, and I would tell you now that, no, I don't think Scott Brooks ran this team, I think Kevin and Russ ran this team, and the, con and the conflict between Kevin and Russ was dominant at that point. And certainly Scott Brooks didn't have complete control. And we know that Billy Donovan doesn't have complete control of this team. You really can't bring in a hard ass unless it's Greg Popovich. Because Pop has some skins on the wall. They'll listen to him. The older, the more veteran a team is, the less likely they're going to listen to a guy like Tom Thibodeau. So who are you going to get? You're sort of, you've got yourself in a really bad situation by one, getting rid of Scott Brooks when you did in that final year of Kevin Durant's contract, which seemed to really upset the apple cart. And two, 
Hiring a guy like Billy Donovan, while he may believe in all the analytics and may be willing to let you do what you need to do as a GM as Sam Presti, he's not a guy that has that commanding presence that players are just going to fall in line to. And the other thing about Billy Donovan, and I said this on the last podcast, and I still will firmly stand by it, if I'm Billy Donovan, I don't know that I want to come back. As a college coach, I know people listen to me. Russell Westbrook's not going to listen to me. And do I want to continue to do battle with Russell Westbrook or have to concede to Russell Westbrook? And ultimately, is that doing more harm than good for the team? That's something that Billy Donovan's got to decide and decide in a hurry with him and Sam Presti meeting here in a few weeks. Now, an interesting theory I heard, I won't say who it's from, but it is from somebody here on the Locked On Podcast Network, is that Billy Donovan could decide not to come back to Oklahoma City because Sam Presti isn't going to extend him past this year. So Billy Donovan decides to leave. Sean Miller gets fired at Arizona. Billy Donovan takes the Arizona job. The only way I'll dispute that or the only reason I'll dispute that is, one, I don't know just how attractive that Arizona job's going to be, especially if they get hammered by the NCAA. I mean, there's an accusation out there that Sean Miller was paying... DeAndre Ayton, $10,000 a month, which really doesn't seem like a lot for DeAndre Ayton when you think about it. So how? So are you going to want to walk into a situation where you've got limited scholarships, you can't have any depth, and you're going to struggle? And if that's the case, you're Billy Donovan, you could still walk away, take a year off, and get your pick of some of the best college jobs in the country. So what does Sam Presti think about Billy Donovan listening to his players too much? Here's what Sam had to say in his exit interview. Sam, this is it's one player's take, but it was an interesting take. That last week Dennis said, you know, that, that Billy's a guy who listens to players, and there's good and bad in that. That sometimes when he listens too much, it can go the wrong way. And I wonder if you – do you feel like there's a, a strong culture of accountability here? Uh, and, and, it, and if not, is it something you would want to discuss? Yeah, so, I mean, I think every coach has their own voice. Every coach has their own um, <laughs> style. Um and, you know, uh, I don't know everything that, that Dennis said, um, but at the end of the day, you know, Billy's in charge of what takes place on the floor and ultimately charting the path as to, you know, what's going to get the best performance out of the team. Um, clearly, like, um, there are times where we're playing at an extremely high level, 70% of the year, um, and he was obviously hitting the right buttons and, um you know, you weren't, you weren't, not you specifically, but th- those questions weren't being being asked. Um, but you lose in the first round, and as I said before, everything gets magnified. That's part of it. And so we'll sit down, and these are these are some of the things that, like, when when you sit down with a coach, you want to hear, like, what do you think? How can we get better? Uh, what do you think about the team? Um, uh, you know, how did we get? How do we go into off the last season? Excuse me off-season, into season, laying out those goals and hitting them, you know? I think the big question for us is we established this level and this standard uh, coming in. Something was different. We have the baseline to measure, and, like, I just think understanding what that is. Not saying, um, you know, uh, specifically, like, okay, like, um, individually, but as a group, because everything touches that stuff. Um, and I, no one's better to have that opinion or that I want to hear than Billy's because 
he's you know he's the person that's managing that on a, on a regular basis kind of you know and, and dealing with the group and he's he's done a really good job while he's been here so I'd like to hear that and um, uh, you know figure out what we're going to do and how he feels about uh, mapping out a plan to maybe you know sustain it through the season oh that's great if Billy Donovan has a plan but if his players aren't listening to him and if he comes up with the plan and takes it to Sam and Sam says, hey, that's great, but then he takes it to Russell Westbrook and Russ isn't enthusiastic about it or Paul isn't enthusiastic about it, then what have you gone? Or what have you accomplished? The conversation that should be happening between Sam Presti and Billy Donovan right now is, one, do you want to extend Billy Donovan to show everybody that he's your coach? And if not then the next conversation should be had is, okay, Billy, let's get an exit strategy and let me move on and see if I can find the guy to replace you. And who knows, maybe that guy is on the, on the staff. It's Mo Cheeks. I, I think it'd be very difficult to bring him in, but the players do seem to respect him. This is the Locked on Thunder podcast. I'm Eric G. Coming up next here on LOT, we'll tell you, or Zeke will tell you, that would be Isaiah Thomas. If he thinks Russell Westbrook is truly a championship player, this is the Locked on Thunder podcast. Don't forget to download the Himalaya app to your phone. When you do, then you get into your car and you tell your smart device to play the Locked on Thunder podcast. It's all part of the Locked on Podcast Network. If you're an employer and you're looking for qualified employees and you have been on job boards and you've scoured resumes and you're just not having any luck, well, let me tell you about something that really helped me as somebody who's seeking a job, and that would be ZipRecruiter. And right now, you can find out just how good ZipRecruiter is at matching employees with employers by going to ZipRecruiter.com slash locked on. As somebody who's been looking for a job for quite some time, I've posted my resume on job boards. I have hunted and pecked through job boards. And then finally, I just went to ZipRecruiter after seeing a commercial one day. And instantly, they looked at my resume and started finding jobs that fit in what I was looking for. They got me interviews with people. They put me in touch with people who understood my skill set and let me know if they could really use me based on my skill set not just some random job out there. So if you've got a job that maybe it pays really well and you've got a lot of people applying because they like the money, but none of them quite fit what you do, then post on ZipRecruiter because 80% of the people that vote or that post, 80% of the, of the employers that post get paired with qualified candidates in the first day. So go to ZipRecruiter.com slash locked on. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash locked on and find out why ZipRecruiter can work for you. This is Jake from Locked On. Locked On has teamed up with State Farm to spotlight some of the greatest supporting players in NBA history. After beating the Heat led by LeBron James and Dwayne Wade in 2011, Dirk Nowitzki won an NBA title and proved himself to be one of the greatest basketball players of all time. But there was one player in the starting lineup for the last three games of the finals that helped support Dirk all the way to a championship, J.J. Barea. Led by J.J. and Jason Terry, the Mavs' second unit proved to be the strength throughout the playoffs, where they led the NBA in bench scoring. But for games 4, 5, and 6 in the NBA Finals, Mavs coach Rick Carlisle inserted Berea into the starting five to help the Mavs space the floor and put more playmaking around Dirk. 
J.J. Barea had a knack for running the pick-and-roll with Dirk that helped the Mavs score more efficiently on their run to a title. Dirk Nowitzki couldn't score the way he did if he didn't have much-needed support from someone like J.J. Barea. Sometimes, you and I need that kind of support, too. Think of State Farm like a pivotal team player. When you need help protecting the things that matter most, remember the jingle and just say, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Thanks again for listening to the Locked On Thunder podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Russell Westbrook, is he a championship player? In fact, I will tell you that Russell Westbrook is a championship player. Why will I say that? Well, one, Russ's incredible athletic ability lends him to have the ability to win a championship. Um, How he sees the floor, the fact that he can hit open guys, the fact that he has the capability to take over a game anytime he wants. When Russ is in full Russ mode, yes, this guy is a championship player. The problem that Russell Westbrook has right now is that Russell Westbrook doesn't have a roster and hasn't had a roster since Kevin Durant left built to suit his skills. And that's not Russell Westbrook's problem. That's Sam Presti's problem for not getting the right people around Russell Westbrook. Now, you've still got time to do that. You've got trades that you can make in the offseason. You've got guys you can go pick up. Maybe you start with Seth Curry. That suggestion's out there. I actually like Seth Curry. Um, He killed the Thunder a couple of times in this last playoff series. So if you can get him away from Portland and hurt Portland and help Oklahoma City in the process, that's great. Rodney Hood is also going to be a free agent. I wouldn't mind seeing him. Um, does not shoot as good from the three-point line as, as maybe I I would have liked. Um, who was the other guy? Reggie Bullock was out there being suggested, but Reggie Bullock this year was better from inside the three-point line than he was outside it. Thunder don't need any more guys that can shoot twos. You got plenty of guys that can shoot twos. Plenty of guys that can score in the paint. You need some three-point shooting. So maybe Seth Curry is one of those. But now it's now becomes the process of if you're really building this team around Russell Westbrook, how you go about best doing that, and that is up to Sam Presti. So I've given you my opinion on Russell Westbrook. What does Isaiah Thomas think about Russell Westbrook and his championship capability? Is Westbrook a championship player? Well, clearly he's not because he hasn't won one yet. And, and I would put he and Harden in the same category. I mean, these are MVPs of our league and have played at MVP level. But when both of them have gotten to the playoffs and it's time to win basketball games and advance to the next level and keep advancing, they haven't done that. And in order to be champions in this league, you know, Durant left OKC and he went to Golden State and now he's a champion. Steph Curry is a champion. Klay Thompson is a champion. LeBron James. I mean, they all play on the same team except it, for LeBron. But, but it, it don't matter. At the end of the day, you, you have to become a champion. And if you're carrying an MVP banner in this league, you got to become a champion. We would not be arguing about Michael Jordan and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, you know, being the greatest players ever if they didn't have championship rings on. I'll give you James Harden. James Harden, you're absolutely right. James Harden has a roster more suited to his talent than Russell Westbrook does. But here's something that Zeke doesn't mention. 
No matter how good right now Russell Westbrook is and how good the Oklahoma City Thunder are, chances are Sam Presti wasn't going to be able to develop a roster that was going to be able to take down Golden State. And as we're seeing with Houston and GSW, Houston doesn't have the horses to compete with Golden State. So James Harden may in fact be a championship player once Golden State loses Kevin Durant and maybe they're not as good as they were. Maybe Houston has a better chance to overtake them or Oklahoma City. But sometimes, I mean, think about how many guys could have been championship players had they not had to deal with Michael Jordan. Sometimes there's just that one team that, that reigns above all, and it would have been nice had Zeke mentioned that, but he didn't. So if there was anything about Russell Westbrook that needed to be corrected, eh, well, okay, there's a few things. One, don't take as many three-point shots when you're not hitting them even though the analytics may say to take the three-point shots. Two, keep your emotions under control to an extent because if you it, it, quit talking to the refs, okay? I would say when you're keeping, keeping your emotions under control, quit talking to the refs, quit picking up stupid fouls. Um, respect your teammates enough to not yell at every single one of them when they don't do exactly what you want. Those are the things that I would tweak. Other than that, you got to be very careful with emotional players because once you take them out of their comfort zone, they don't cease they cease to be them and if you want more proof of that, well, here's Sam Presti. Well, you know, listen, I, I think it's a it's it's this it's kind of like the age old question. First, I mean, the implication that those conversations haven't been had or that we're not having them, we're always talking to our players, you know? Um, and um, but we also have to recognize that um, the same things that I think you're implying are the same things that people are cheering when it when we win, right? When we're winning, everybody is celebrating whatever it is that they're criticizing when we don't win. The question is, um, are we, you know, is that helping us win? You know what I mean? If it is, we got to keep it. <laughs> if it's not, then we probably need to limit it. But a player like Russell is expending so much energy he's leaving everything he has on the floor he's competing for himself his teammates his team there's going to be some emotion in that that's a big reason why we have um, bounced back and navigated from a lot of different things during the season does that mean that um, you can't take time to look at you know every aspect of performance no does that mean we're shying away from having that conversation no but that's all right you think that's part of that's part of like relationship. That's part of um, um, trying to improve. That's that's natural. And, uh, I mean, I can't help that not everybody can see every conversation we have, but we also wouldn't, can't have him um, taking away that because, as you said earlier, like the emotional team is um, easier to play against, but a team that lacks confidence is even easier to play against. So you have to have confidence. You have to have um, some stick to you, which last time I checked, I don't think he's short on. Um, but that's part of the reason why we've been really good. And I and I, I don't I don't I'm not going to sit up here and deny that. That's he's driven that engine for quite a long time. What I will add to Sam Presti's comments there: it's not just the team that lacks confidence; it's the robotic team that I don't want to see go out there every night and just go through the motions and win strictly on talent. I want to know that you want to be there. That was always one of the criticisms 
that I had of the Dallas Cowboys during the Tom Landry era is that they played very robotic. They just went out and did their job, and you never saw any emotion. And any raw emotion they displayed, Tom Landry would lose it and talk about how classless that is. No, I want emotion. I love it when Russell Westbrook beats his chest. Um, when it's deserved that he beats his chest. Just, just because you make one three-pointer in a series doesn't mean you need to beat your chest at that particular moment. But I want that emotion, that, that emotion that Russell Westbrook has, that he drives, that he always takes on that underdog mentality because that's what makes Russell Westbrook Russell and that's what allows him to succeed. And if the Thunder are going to feed off that and be an emotional team, that's fine. It's just striking that balance of knowing when to keep it in check and when to let it go. And that's why you need a coach in here that can harness that raw emotion and harness that raw power and somebody that they will listen to that can tell them, here's when I don't need to see it and a guy that has enough respect for when Russell does not get a call that he likes and either commits a foul or complains to the ref can pull Russell off the court, calm him down, and then send him back out there. That's what the Oklahoma City Thunder need right now. This is the Locked on Thunder podcast. I'm Eric G. We will wrap things up, and I'll tell you my word to describe this season next on the Locked on Thunder podcast. Don't forget to download the Himalaya app to your phone and then add that to your smart device. And then uh, when you get into your car, tell your smart device to play the Locked on Thunder podcast. And remember, you can hear us on Apple Podcast and Google Podcast. It's the Locked on Podcast Network. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Finishing up here today on the Locked On Thunder Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And Sam Presti used two words to describe this season. One of them was inconsistency. All right, that's pretty accurate. The other one was capability. All right, I'll give it to him. But I got another word to describe the season, Sam. Lost. Because that's exactly what this season was. Not just because the Thunder blew a golden opportunity by having Paul George in town for a second year, more acclimated to the system. You had Russell Westbrook. You added Dennis Schroeder. And going in, you seem to have depth. And I understand there are injuries and all that. But the reason I call this season lost is because of you, Sam. It's because of you. And you admitted that you were accountable for not having a backup plan for Alex Sabrinas. You also admitted in your press conference that once Wesley Matthews signed with Indiana, that was pretty much it. You didn't have anybody that you were picking up off the off the waiver wire to come in and play for Oklahoma City or the buyout wire, whatever you want to call it. Well, that tells me you didn't do a good enough job of developing the talent that you have with inside the system. 
you didn't do a good enough job in developing Hamadou Diallo. You didn't do enough job of developing guys on the blue that could have been that backup, that break-in-case-of-emergency guy was just never there in the organization. You didn't do a good enough job of reading the tea leaves on Patrick Patterson, and you gave him a two-year contract, and he went into the tank this year. Yeah, I blame you for that. You... you need to know how to know you need to know how to read the tea leaves on whether or not a guy is going to improve or a guy is going to stay homogenized. Jeremy Grant, all right, I'll credit you that. And, and no, and Jeremy did get better shooting threes this year, but isn't as deadly as you need him to be. Ferguson got better, that was great, but the lack of depth, the lack of shooting, the lack of things that would have made the Thunder much more of a contender than what they were this year, which was not a contender at all. He had bounced in the first round. That's on Sam Presti because he was lost this year and bought too much into his own product and patted himself a little bit too much on the back this year. Not that Sam Presti's cocky and arrogant, but it just felt like this year the Oklahoma City Thunder thought, hey, since we have some continuity to this team, then automatically we should go out and be better. And it's one thing for me to think that, because I certainly thought that at the beginning of the year, but it's another thing for the organization to not continue to grow and evolve throughout the year. You know, we talk about Billy Donovan not being able to make in-game adjustments, or Billy Donovan maybe holding on to grudges a little bit too long with players when he's putting them in and pulling them out, etc. Well, as the GM, you gotta grow and evolve, you gotta you have to grow and evolve yourself. You have to know constantly throughout the year you have to know when to know that hey it's early on maybe we're just not clicking to hey it's early on we're not clicking I need to make a change and it just felt like Sam kind of rested on his laurels this year so yeah I will call this season loss and yeah I'm being very critical of this team right now because I did expect better from them this year maybe I shouldn't have maybe that's my fault but it just felt like as a whole, this whole organization could have had a fantastic year and just let everything go. This is the Locked on Thunder podcast. I'm Eric G. We'll be back on Monday. And until then, may God bless you and your family. Everybody love everybody. Peace, love, and thunder up. You are Locked on Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.